Praise God. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Our precious Heavenly Father, we thank you for preparing for us a place to come to hear your word. And we thank you for this congregation. And we pray that you open our hearts to the word and help us to follow you all the days of our lives. In Jesus' name we ask and pray. Amen. Let's open our Bibles to a very well-known portion, Luke chapter 12, Luke chapter 12. Verse 16. Luke chapter 12 and verse 16. And Jesus, he, Jesus, told them a parable saying, The land of a certain rich man was very productive. And he began reasoning to himself saying, What shall I do since I have no place to store my crops? And he said, this is what I will do. I will tear down my barns and build larger ones. And there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will will say to my soul, Soul, you have many goods laid up for many years to come. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, You fool, this very night your soul is required of you. And now, who will own what you have prepared? Who will own what you have prepared? Some titled this story told by Jesus a rich farmer the rich farmer he was a farmer I love farmers they're my friends and uh, I have great respect for them they care for us without you knowing they give us the best food all the broccolis in the world (laughs) you know you see now why I love them They give us all the broccolis in the world in case Bill didn't hear it. I want him to hear it. (laughs) And the Brussels sprouts. (laughs) They are farmers too. And they are as good to the community as doctors and lawyers and any other professional. I love them. But when I read this story, I don't like this farmer. I didn't like him. Let's see why. God called him a fool. Not because he was rich. Don't get me wrong. We are not here, nor in any church, behind the pulpit to preach against the rich. This is wrong. God gave us everything to enjoy. He gave us hands to work with. He gave us a good mind. God gave us also plans 
to follow and to be successful. And he promised prosperity to those people who work hard in life. So God is not against the rich. He is not for the poor against the rich. No. God is against sin. If this rich man was a godly man, God would have loved him more and more. And if the poor man is not a godly man, God does not love him for his deeds. Less and less. So we're not talking anything against rich people. God gave us all the possibilities to work in life. And to, he said, I will bless your future. I will give you prosperity. And there are so many rich men in the Bible that God blessed and blessed and he keeps blessing. So, God called him a fool not because he was rich. Let's establish that. We're done with that. But, but here it is. Because material possessions became a substitute for the proper object for life, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. His material belongings became his God. God is against that. In Psalm 14 and verse 1, we read, you can underline it, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. That's a fool man. And when any other thing in life, not money, any other object in life, takes precedence over God, and becomes an idol to us, God hates it. Because you are breaking the first commandment. What does it say? You shall have no other God before me. It's Exodus chapter 20. Verse 3. Webster's. We go back and say. what? Let's see what Webster's dictionary says. About a fool. He's, the very first thing Webster says. In scripture. That's what I'm quoting Webster. In scripture. Fool is often used for wicked or depraved person. One who acts contrary to sound wisdom in his moral deportment. One who follows his own inclinations, who prefers trifling and temporary pleasures to the service of God and eternal happiness. How about that in a Webster Dictionary? Now, who is a fool? But ask me. A fool is, in the Old Testament sense, I studied that, is who he who rejects the knowledge and precepts of God as a basis of life. Did you get that one? He who rejects the knowledge and precepts of God as the foundation of life. In the book of Proverbs and chapter 1 and verse 7, we read, Fools despise wisdom and instruction. And someone said, A fool is one whose plans and at the grave. That's all. It doesn't go beyond that. And today in a short time. We want to study together. Why the, law, the Lord called him a fool. This is a story. A rich man. 
Rich farmer, if you want to call him, that's fine. He looked. Why? He called him a fool. First, because he was self-centered. He looked at his land and was so proud of his property. But in reality, what does the Bible say? The earth is the Lord's. And you know what? We are only guests in here. How many people say, well, let me take you show you. I, I want to show you my property. Let me assure you of one thing. This property is only temporary. One day you and I are going to leave it. The only piece of property we really have in this world is a grave. Think about that. And even with that, we will have to vacate when the Lord is going to call us up yonder. So what do we have left with? Zip. Zero. When my mom died and we wanted to bury her in uh, Long Beach, we had to go and buy a, a, a piece of, of, to bury her. $7,000. And you know, I learned then that they are, instead of selling two lots, one by the, uh, each other, it's one on top of each other that takes two coffins there. <laughs> you had to pay for it. So, and then my mom has to vacate it. She died as a believer. And when the Lord is going to call her up, that's going to be empty. So, so self-centered. He started thinking within himself. Is what when you start think within yourself thinking. He started making plans. He started worrying about the crop and what happens if he did not have the right warehouse to store his crops. I have surplus. And surplus is a blessing, isn't it? When God gives you more than you expect, it's a blessing. But this man was very successful in turning the blessing into what? Into a point of anxiety. What can I do? I don't have a place for them. And uh, he did, I, possibly he didn't sleep at night. If it rains, the crop is going to go rotten. And he didn't know what to do. He said, what shall I do? It's there in the Bible. And instead of asking God, why didn't you ask God what you should do? Why didn't you ask someone you know you trust? Why didn't you get counsel of what you should do with all this extra crop that the Lord has given you the extra blessings? They could have told you what to do. And do you want to know why he didn't ask anyone? Do you want to know? So many times we don't want to ask because we don't like the answer. Go get some counsel. No, 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 no. I know what they're going to tell me. Are you with me on that? I know what I'm going to hear. If he asked God, God would have told him, Hey, get your children, get some of your friends, get some extra, get some of this blessing and share it with others. Why don't you send some? To the temple down there. And go look at the, at the priest. And give them something. And give the poor. And share what God has given you. No. No. He was me, myself and I. He voted for these three. And no one else will profit. 
Don't you think he was self-centered? Selfish. About 12 times, if you notice, in this little portion that we read, he says, I, me, and my. Count them. How much everything in his life resolved about self. And believe me, folks, instead of saying, oh, what a fool man he is, let's look a little bit at ourselves. Let's look around us a little bit. Isn't it the, the, the scene we see with many people around us? I tell you, Christ should be the center of our lives. He should be the center of our thoughts. He should be first in our lives. Is he first in your life? Then, others second. And lastly, should be self. Remember that. Biggest mistake. Secondly, he took for granted that time is at his disposal. Verse 19, he says, I will say to my soul, Saul, you have many goods laid up for many years to come. Time and I are friends. You know what? Time is running against all of us. And I have news for you. You young ones and more matured people, we are not growing younger, we are growing older. I'm not popular today, I know, I know. Time runs against us. And we cannot put our hand and grasp time. It's not ours. He was mistaken. Until God came to him and said, I need to tell you something. I have bad news for you. You are a fool. Wow. You are a fool. This very night, your soul is required of you, the Bible says, and now, who will own what you have prepared? To think of satisfying your soul with earthly goods, to spend your life gathering and to depend on living for many years without giving a thought to the one who gave you all this in abundance is foolishness. You see, man's soul, so to speak, is only lent to him. Think about that. And one day, you and I will have to surrender our soul to the one who gave it. You don't own it. You have to give it at the first call. You can say later. You can say later. When he knocks at the door, he says, I am coming to take your soul. You cannot say later. And man either saves his souls or loses it. That's what the Bible says. And what shall it profit a man? Here we go. 
If he gains the whole world and what? Loses his own soul. And one day, I tell you one day, as it happened with this rich man, one day, the messenger of death is going to be commissioned by God, go knock on the door and require his soul for you. He didn't make a plan for eternity whatsoever. He took time. I will live as long as I want. It seemed so. He never thought that he belonged to God. God was never in his plan. It's good to prepare. Friends, it's good to prepare. I used to watch my mom uh, in around September, October. They used to have a woman's party to put in jars all kinds of things, you know. Uh, canning, they used to call it. All the fruits of the summer to can them for the winter. They don't do it anymore because now the supermarkets do it for us. They, they used to. My grandpa used to, used to uh, can everything and put them in a special place. Uh, meat and all, everything for the winter. Planning is not bad. Planning is good. Having plans for your future is good. But don't worship them. Don't live for them. Having a 401k is great. And keep adding to it and encourage you to take the maximum. But don't live day and night looking at it. And it becomes your God. I know of a woman. I know of a woman. She used every Monday morning to go all around Danville. She's still alive, to my knowledge. And take, you know, when you used to have um, uh, those little booklets for your savings. Now, you, you know, you can look at it in the internet and so on and so forth. Little booklets. You take the booklets to go to seven banks every Sunday, every Monday morning to see how much her money made last week. I withhold her name and her husband's name. She's growing with dementia now. And all her money, all the money in the world cannot save her and cannot give her one normal day of life. Where's your heart? Tomorrow, I'm preparing for tomorrow. Fine if you live. But if you give tomorrow to God, it's better for you and for me. Bear in mind, this tomorrow is not ours. This farmer laid up for many years, he said, many years to come. But listen to the word of God in James what he says. Come now, you who say today or tomorrow. Come now. We shall go to such and such city, says it, this is it, and spend a year there and engage in business and make a profit. Yet you do not know what your life will be like tomorrow, do you? You are just a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. That is man. This man's vision was so limited. 
to this scene. And may God help us to have a vision that goes beyond this scene. To have eternity in our plan. Do you have eternity in your plan? Do you have that? Do you, did you prepare for eternity? That's my question to you this morning. This afternoon rather. Did you prepare for eternity? Or all your work, all your toil is preparing for this scene. And this scene, and the Bible says, for this scene shall go away and vanish. And this world is going to be destroyed. And when death knocks on the door, are you going to be ready? He calculated time here. But not for eternity. He thought of self. Do you know according to the latest studies. And the average of a man's lifespan. Man's lifespan is about 70 to 75 years. And the study says that 8 years is spent in amusements. 6 years at the dinner table. Five years in transportation. Four years in conversation. Can you talk for four years? Not so like that. I don't. I don't. Okay. But these are statistics. Three years sick. Less than one year for God. That is if a person attends 90 minutes of church service every Sunday and prays for only 10 minutes a day. The rest, sleeping, working, and doing other chores. How are you spending your life? Thinking of what you want to do for tomorrow. Thinking of what you want to build. Instead of thinking, building your mansion for eternity. That's the problem with this farmer. That was his problem. Not because he was rich. God blessed him. You know, if he did exactly the contrary of what, what we read, when he had all the crops in, and he had the surplus, and he says, I want to give to my neighbors. I want to give to my uh, temple. I want to give to the priest. I want to give this. And then he will end up having still the, all the warehouses full. Do you think he would have received that knock on the door tonight? I'm going to take you away. No, he would have lived to see a double crop for next year. Trust me on that. And I want to ask you a question. Ever since you're starting honoring your God with your life, with your service, with your money, with your children, with your wife, with your job, honoring him in everything, in everything you have, tell me, are you a richer Christian today than yesterday or not? Answer me and answer the Lord. Why are you so stingy giving the Lord your life? He's asking you, give me your life. Give him all. Not the extra crop. Give him all. R.G. Letourneau, one of the greatest engineers. By the way, he built Crow Canyon. I have the book on him. With uh, Kaiser Industries, he paved all the way. Crow Canyon Road, that takes you there. R.G. Letourneau. There are some big, the 
big equipments now, building equipments. It has Loturno on them, if you see them. This is the man. He started giving the Lord 10%. His dad taught him. And then he ended up, because he had so much money, giving, giving the Lord 90%. And he writes in his book that I read, he says, I didn't know what to do with that 10% that was left for me. I'm talking the Lord's blessings. I'm talking about God's blessings. I'm not talking about money. We don't talk about that. But God will bless you in every area in your life when you honor God with the first fruits of your life. Bring the first fruits. He did not want it. He says, well, I'm going to build some more warehouses so I can store them all. And tomorrow... It'll be, I'll get all the builders and they're going to start building in about six months. We'll have all the warehouses that I can put all my crops. That same night, you fool, tonight you're called to eternity. What was his purpose? What was his plan? He set goals. He take, take your ease. That's my goal. So I want to retire. Take your ease. Eat, drink, and what? Be merry. Eat, drink, and be merry. Is that the purpose which God puts man here on earth for? To go drinking and be merry? And extra drinking will be more than merry. You know what happens? And you end up behind, behind in jail. There is no satisfaction in this world. Let me tell you. The more you make, the more you want to make. The more you have, you become more greedy. I want to have more. In uh, Ecclesiastes, we read in chapter 5, He who loves money, loves money. Remember, will not be satisfied with money. This too is vanity. Don't put your heart on anything in this world if your heart is set on God. If your goal, if your purpose is God, you'll be the happiest person that walks the face of this earth. The more we have, the more we want. The Bible says the eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor the ear is filled with hearing. We are called as Christians to redeem the time because the days are growing shorter and the time of coming of the Lord is getting nearer. We are called to help those who are with sorrow, to save people who are in sin, to suffer with those who suffer, not to be self-centered and living for ourselves Paul, in writing to the Galatians, he encouraged them to do this, bear one another's burdens. And thus, yes, fulfill the law of Christ. But there's more important in that verse when he he adds, for if anyone thinks he is something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. He's a fool. Christians, 
Say, so, but we want to enjoy it. We want to eat and drink Coca-Cola and be merry. Instead of giving you the wrong, they go, go drink and be merry. Instead of eating, drink, and merry, we want to enjoy it. Stop for a second with me. There will come a time when we shall truly eat, drink, and be merry with our Lord and Savior. And this time is coming soon. Amen to that? He is coming soon. There will come a time when you have seen bank, when the banquet will be that eyes have not seen nor ears have heard. Are you going to be there? This is the question. Or you're going to end up like this farmer, six feet under. Are you going to be there? Or are you still wasting your life in following vanity? Are you planning for that very near future? You know, all signs are pointing toward the coming of Christ. And what are you doing? Are you preparing yourselves? Are you prepared to meet your Savior? Are you prepared to meet Jesus Christ? Or you didn't care about this, like this man. He didn't care about anything about except himself. And suddenly he faced eternity unprepared. And where do you think he went? You answer that yourself. I'm sure he didn't go to heaven. No room for God. His thoughts, his emotions, his whole life was centered on hoarding wealth. There's nothing wrong in working hard. Go work hard and play hard and live but live for Christ. My fruits, my goods, my life, me, is empty life that only considered self and no one else. Vain and fruitless. Do you find yourself pressed? Oh, I have to go to church Sunday. Are you going to come to church with a smile? Or wow, this is Sunday, we're going to church. Or do we have to get early to come here at 10 o'clock? Thank God it's not 9 o'clock, come on. (laughs) There are some churches that start at 9, we don't. We start at 10. Do I have to do that? Or says, I can't wait for Sunday morning. I'm going to go and meet my Jesus Christ. And meet the men and women. And meet the family and be with them. This is my family. This is the family. If I tell you I have friends outside this, I'd be lying to you. All are gone. When Jesus came in, he changed everything. Have you been doing something for Christ lately? This is what counts. We're Nearing the end of that message. Are you doing for something for Christ? Or you're like this man. He was doing everything for himself. Busy with building. Plans. Where do you place God in your priorities? Is he not? Congratulations. You passed the test. The Bible says, seek first what? The kingdom of God. And all what? These things 
the job, the money, the uh, 401k, what else? Count them. All these things, what? Shall be? You will not be in want. As long as the Lord is your shepherd, you shall not be in want. Remember that. But you are poor when you rob God. Remember that too. Lay up then for yourselves treasures in where? In heaven, not here. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. There's a story about a very rich lady who dreamed she died. You've probably heard this story. And she dreamed that she died and was taken to heaven. She arrived there and was given an angel to escort her. I like to see St. Peter sitting at the gate, right? We think this way. No, he's not going to sit at the gate. But Peter assigned an angel to her to show her her new home. She dreamed the angel took her past many exquisite mansions. Passing one of the most elegant, the angel said, and this is the mansion of your servant who died last year. Since this was a fine home, the lady became really excited about the anticipated size of her new home. She said, if my servant got this, I should be getting something better. Soon they turned the corner and came upon a small shack. Shack in heaven? No. But this is to illustrate the point. Here is your new home, the angel told her. Is this all she said? I was of a very wealthy family on earth. Well, the angel angel explained, this is all you sent up. This is all you sent up. Who are you living for? For here and now and maybe tomorrow or for eternity. This man was a fool and he died the death of a fool. Who are you living for? Let's bow our heads for prayers. Time to reflect, isn't it? It's sobering. If you are a Christian and you haven't been putting God first in your life, I ask you this very morning, rather this afternoon, to change your priorities and say, Lord, help me to have you first in my life. If you haven't been saved and you have been living for this scene, this world, I ask you this afternoon to say, Lord, I want to live for eternity. Change my priorities. Change my life. Save me. Help me to take you as my Savior. I want you to be first in my life. While sitting in your seat and pray this prayer, Lord Jesus, as an unsaved person, Lord Jesus, help me to live for you. Save me and change me and give me a new hope to be with you when you come knock at the door that day.
And as Christians, the Lord is calling us to give him all. To live for him. To honor him. To build those mansions for future, for heaven. The end of the road is not here. The end of the journey is the beginning of new life with Jesus Christ. Our Father, we thank you for allowing us to be in your presence today. And I pray that this message would awaken us as Christians and will bring those who do not know you as their Savior to come to you and accept you as their own Redeemer and Savior. We leave this word in the hands of the Holy Spirit who can take it to the depths of our hearts. Help us not to live like this rich farmer, but to live as true children of God, to honor you, to love you, and to prepare to meet you in the air. In Jesus' name, we ask and pray. Amen.